Welcome to Toy Photographer's official podcast. Um, my name is Christine Alexanderson. I'm doing this off-season series with my friend Shelley Corbett about what toy photography is. And today the subject is humour. I'm not a humorous person. My kids always say I'm kind of boring and I'm trying too hard to be funny. But um, I thought maybe you have some insights on why. Do you use humour in your photography, Shelley? I do a little bit. Um, I, I think I'm a pretty serious person too, Christine. I think we're both in the same boat on that one. My family also jokes with me that I don't have a sense of humor. I think using toy photography for the last however many years has sort of taught me to appreciate humor. In, uh, what do you like about what do you like about the humor what what kind of humor do you like in toy photos? I like puns and I like clever mashups that are taking I, I was thinking about this topic and I was thinking how serious people take their toys incredibly serious they take them and and the recreating existing storylines and and so whenever I see a photo where it's poking fun of those storylines or putting toys in unexpected situations that always makes me smile and laugh so I, I appreciate the humor that I see in the toy photography community. Uh, I have a harder time reaching though that level of humor. I, I try and I've learned over the years to, to loosen up and so for me I toy photography is good that way. Yeah um, I usually don't even try to be humorous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think it's so hard because we have so different perspectives on, on humor. We, we kind of it's so culture dependent so you have to actually understand the settings for the humor to actually get it or the context it's context uh, awareness what's funny today can be totally boring tomorrow or the other way around you never know oh, that's so true and uh, which reminds me of a of a blog post that uh, Brett and I did a, a twofer uh, recently about sunrise versus sunset and even though I felt that I had written my my half with a tongue firmly in cheek and was was funny it was not taken funny by members of our community and they took it very seriously which was a kind of a wake-up call to the the cultural differences that we that we face in the community and to have to be really careful when dealing with humor yeah because in maybe it's easier in images to get the satire or the humorous edge on the images but in text it's really difficult to get this the the level because you have to read in between the lines and many people don't actually have English as their first language so we have different ways of reading it uh, that's so true um, people try I think that maybe that's why the visual puns work better and when you're dealing with um, mashups in, in toys when you're when um, like Superman is ironing his cape or something like that people if you know the Superman and you know that 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 character then you can see the humor regardless of what culture or what language you speak yeah I don't know if I think it's funny that Superman irons his coach because he ought to do that someone has to do it and who else would do it if he didn't do it himself I don't know. Maybe it's a material that is like, does it that does it need to be ironed? I mean, maybe that's the yeah, joke. Yeah, that could be the joke. But otherwise, ah, 
<laughs> but he doesn't have Lois Lane to, to, to do it for him, right? Yeah. We see why I kind of miss the level of humor <laughs> in most, most situations. But thinking about it, uh, preparing for this episode, I thought about toy photography as a whole because having adults playing with toys, trying to recreate scenes for the from their favorite movies or trying to make toys look human-like, it's kind of a funny way of having a connection with your childhood or your toys, actually. That humor is... I'm ex- say that one again. I'm The, the genre of uh, toy photography is humorous because trying to get plastic figures to look like they are alive yeah. or a part of a movie, it's kind of humorous. <laughs> oh, but that's... that's, that's well, I guess there is an underlying sort of uh, silliness to that. Yeah, you have to have some sort of distance and actually make a joke around yourself doing the, the toy photography. Well, there you go. It's that that you should. Uh, this is not brain surgery. We're taking photos of toys, small plastic bits, little small bits of plastic that are made for children, and we are trying to elevate that into something else or not elevated and and that is funny and we shouldn't take ourselves so seriously and that's why sometimes when i i see people i don't know photographers get so ultra serious about their photos and the lighting and the this and the that i'm like oh my god it's just toy photography lighten up but isn't that part of the other fact of photography or living we take it seriously we cannot kind of not it, it isn't a joke being alive you have to take the days you have and make the most of them isn't that part of that saying it's only toy photography isn't that making it too small as well because doing it seriously and actually trying to put yourself into the situation and really making the best effort of it isn't that part of the art artistry or the the art part of uh, toy photography oh yes i i absolutely agree it is it is a, a fine line between being serious about your craft because you you want to do the best you can because that's that's who you are as an artist versus the a highly competitive nature where it's it's cutthroat and 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 maybe it's the platform we play in where it feels like it's a an arena of of competition that makes that sort of yeah kind of puts a negative spin on it where like why we shouldn't take ourselves so seriously maybe that's where that comes from maybe you should maybe you should take yourself seriously if you think it's worth it but and doing really crafted humorous images it is a way of really taking yourself seriously as an artist i think it's a difficult craft one that i actually don't participate in it's because i can't i'm not funny i can't do funny well can't do funny or not interested in doing funny because i don't think i'm even when i try to be funny it kind of i kind of miss the point i can't really doing being humorous or being a comedian or really funny it's it's a fine line to get the punchline to work to actually get the audience to 
to smile, to laugh, to actually get them to understand that it's a craft, it's a, a know-how. I don't have that know-how. And I don't think I don't think I'll be able to get the know-how either because even though I even when I try I kind of miss the point. I'm not I'm not edgy enough. You have to be edgy to be funny. I have you ever noticed that some of the smartest people you know are the, also the funniest people? I think there's an there's an intelligence that comes with a, a quick wit, a quick mind, yeah. a, a willing yeah. to a, a ability to quickly make yeah. connections that other people can't make to get the punchline out. Yeah, and I I respect that, but I'm not I'm not quick enough to get the punchline. I'm not quick enough to make the punchline, but I am quick enough to appreciate the punchline. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate it sometimes, but I don't appreciate all sort of humor because that's also culturally culture dependent. You like some, some people like Monty Python, some people don't like Monty Python. It's an, 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 an actual thing about culture there. So I think this is a thin eyes to be walking it's difficult to be funny that's that's true so it would be a safer bet to stick to uh recreating existing storylines than trying to be funny is that what you're saying i'm saying that that is a different craft i think people that are really funny with their toy photos actually have a special gift or a special knowledge and those who recreate storylines from movies they have a, a special gift or a special knowledge or a special interest in doing toy photography doing that so i think that's different crafts i i agree i think the people who are especially good at at funny or not necessarily the the same people who are especially good at at accurately recreating a scene they're they're two very different skills i would 100 percent agree with that yeah i'm not either one of those people <laughs> you do use humor in your images don't you i i glance up against it from time to time i i i do well it's just one more tool in the toolbox it's like a, one more emotion that that I like to try to um, ev evoke for my viewers. Why? Why do you want them to smile? I think that I create images as a break from reality. And part of that is creating a smile and having an emotion other than, than one you might get if you're like picking up the newspaper. So, an escape. I want to create an escape, and humor is one aspect of that. Do you, and the benefit is to get an escapism, so people actually can pretend that life is kind of funny and nice, and you give them the, the opportunity to, to feel well, comfortable for for a moment or two. Exactly. We're it, photographers it, it, are entertainers that we we and we are on a platform which is a an entertainment platform which is social media which is for people to come back and consume and and use as entertainment and humor is one aspect of that so christina how come you don't use humor why don't i use humor as i said i don't think i'm i'm um, 
I'm not edgy enough. I don't get people to laugh. And when they look at my images, I'm kind of uh, a failure when it comes to the emotions I want to evoke on the viewer. I usually want to evoke an ima- a feeling of thoughtfulness. And that isn't funny. But, but when I try, usually people kind of end up seeing a beautiful image and they stop there. So when I try to be funny, they see a beautiful image. They don't see the funny stuff in it. So, so, so I think I lack the 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 edginess or the the wittiness or the the punchline. I can't do it. Can you think of an image that you tried to be funny that wasn't received that way? I think I I have done a lot of images that I've thought was funny, funny to do, funny to look at. <laughs> but when people look at them, they say, "Oh, that's so beautiful." <laughs> How does that make you feel when that happens? Um, I feel kind of... Um, I, I'm kind of feeling a bit disappointed because I kind of missed my point. And and so because you've missed the mark a couple times, you've decided not to try I to... Haven't missed the, I haven't missed the mark a couple of times. I've missed the mark... So many times, you can't even understand how many times I've missed the mark. So I've decided I can do what people see as beautiful images that I think may be funny or may not be funny. And I will not try to get people to get the joke because I I don't have that ability. I don't have the ability to actually get the punchline. But let's talk about your images, Lee. My, uh, because I'm not actually contributing. (laughs) We just really unfair, Christina. (laughs) Morning. (laughs) Let's talk about your work because you actually contribute to this uh, episode with three images uh, that are funny, maybe not. (laughs) I've looked at them and. uh, I've thought, and when I first looked at the three of them, I thought, I get the first one. I'm not sure about the second one. And the third one I got. Okay, well, that, well, there you go. At least we got that. But I, a lot of my images, the humor stems from the, the quotation or whatever the text is that goes with it. And it's, it, yeah. it's the two going hand in hand. Rarely do I have an image that's going to stand on its own that's just the image by itself. It requires, I guess, a little punchline. So the one that you didn't think was funny could also be a cultural uh, uh, difference, which is... We'll talk about that in a moment. Let's, t- let's talk about the first one. It's a Lego figure in a hot dog costume with a face screaming, ah, oh, and in the background there is a big blurry dinosaur um, at least as I read as a dinosaur with open man- mouth kind of moving to or at least I read the images like he is moving through the grass and in the area in between the two figures there uh, grass uh, kind of grayish greenish is a really well composed image it's 
this hot egg man kind of running away, not getting eaten by the dinosaur in the background. It's easy. It's fun. I smile. I, I like it. I think it's fun. I can see the movie Jurassic Park. <laughs> like this huge parkland where humans can look at uh, dinosaurs and suddenly there is a, 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 a person dressed as a hot dog getting ch- chased by a dinosaur through the grass. I really think it's fun. I, I don't think there's anything funnier than having any any minifigure that you can think of in front of a T-Rex chasing it down. And this one, it's called Fast Food, and it's I, I have a little line of greeting cards, and other than the birthday cards, this is the best-selling card, and that's why I included it. It's because people want cards that are humorous. They, they want yeah, the humor. Yeah, yeah. I get that. And it is funny. I like it. Uh, it's fun. <laughs> well, good. I, I work. Look, I, I can be humorous. Yeah, you can. <laughs> no problem. I have a, Two more like these. <laughs> I have another one of uh, the T-Rex chasing down Boba Fett, and it's called I Hate Mondays. And I just basically I think I'm going to come up with a whole line of just cards of just T-Rex chasing down and different minifig faces, minifig figures. Because I can never get yeah. enough of T-Rex chasing down minifigs. What can I say? It's a, it's an easy, easy punchline. You get the punchline and you understand what's funny about it. And you can recognize the feeling of getting that T-Rex behind you, kind of racing through the grass, trying to find a place to hide. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that feeling, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We have all, all of us have dreamt that dream, but it wasn't funny then. <laughs> well, look, Christina, I made you laugh. You may not create images that are funny, but at least I can, I can get you to yeah, smile. You can, yeah. Yay. You do this because it's fun to work with a T-Rex or, or is it the, the punchline of getting through the ordinary days? It isn't the nightmare you're living, even though you're in a hurry. <laughs> it's not a nightmare. This, this is what I do when I'm out in the field and I'm setting up a shot. If I can make myself smile, if I can make me smile, which I think I'm the hardest person to get to do that, then I know I'm on the right track. So if I'm setting down a photo, uh, this figure and setting up the setup like this one, and I'm snickering, then I, then I, then I know I did well. And so that's, that's my own personal bar that I have to hit. And I love working with the T-Rex. It's so easy. You just plunk it down. It's always the same. You just have to get the angle. It's not like a minifigure where you got to pose it or an action figure where you got to get the pose just right. There is no posing. Yeah, and the, and the shallow depth of field makes him kind of moving through the grass as well. So, But the hard thing about humorous images is that it, it ends here. Exactly. But hopefully there's a little lingering smile, a little lingering lightness with it. It may not last long, but it's a little. Yeah, and we need that. We need that that part of love. Yes, I couldn't agree more. I consume these images all the time, but I, I don't go back to them because they always comes new and always, always some other artist that is really good with a punchline so they can do the humorous part. The second image is uh, one with uh, a lot of cats. In the foreground, there is some sort of moss, and then there is a lot of cats, like a herd of cats, uh, standing like uh, 
statues in these in this moss and in the background there is some trees and then the, between the trees and in the middle of that background there is a woman riding on a horse with a she's a cowboy with a lasso trying to catch the cats i get that it must be some sort of uh, chasing chasing the hordes of cats or something like that but i miss the point totally the fun part in this one is kind of the cats standing like statues waiting for that lasso to actually connect them and i don't get why she's trying to 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 catch cats <laughs> and i don't get why they are in the woods and i don't get it. i don't get it i totally don't get this one and it's only absurd and strange and i would yeah, i probably if i would find found this on Instagram or on the blog I would have looked at it and I would just have turned the page or scrolled down because I wouldn't have stopped and thought about why doesn't this image work for me is it absurd or what is she trying to say I'm glad I included this one then because this really gets to the cultural differences that we face that what is going on in Sweden is not the same cultural uh, background that we have in America. So there's a, a a saying called herding cats, which which you can herd cows, you can herd sheep, you can herd all sorts of animals, but cats are incredibly independent. And once you get one corralled, they're going to go off in another direction. And in fact, I think there is a really pretty funny uh, Mythbusters about herding cats episode where they actually try to do it and you cannot you cannot herd cats and it's it's a long-standing joke that that so here's this cowboy cowgirl and she's herding her cats and I cannot help the fact that Legos cats are all statues I would like them to have a few different options other than just the kittens but I'm working with what I got here and uh, yeah and it, it doesn't really work <laughs> Yeah, I, I can say my hands are tied. I'm doing this with one hand tied behind my back. I'm working it as best I can, and uh, and I always joke that in my life I I uh, I spend my life herding cats because working the blog and and being in charge of the editorial content and making sure everybody's got their posts in on time and they're all independent, busy people, and I appreciate that. But I'm constantly like, okay, who's coming up? Who's who's next? You know, you got your post ready, I don't see it. And so I feel like I'm herding cats and I do that with my life too. Funny thing about this card, because this is another, an image that's a, 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 it's a new one and it's been a good seller ever since it came out, is that only women go for this card. I have had more women, executive assistants, moms, go to that card and go, this is my life. So for a certain segment of the population, this one hits home. I don't think the figure. <laughs> I think the figure is the funny part in this image. <laughs> well, he's there, so sitting, standing there, so happy, so stalled. Like you can't get me. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Lego. Kind just there's like... no, there's, there's, there's quite a bit of variety in the dogs. You know, you've got sitting yeah, and standing, and but still, they're, they're. It's, it's pretty static. No, but I'm kind of impressed with you that you actually went for it anyway, because I would never ever have done this image with those figures because I would never have gotten myself satisfied with the, with the way they actually portray themselves as, as cats. <laughs> <laughs> They're so stiff. Uh, I like the cats. 
I was actually taking a photo of the cats the other day and I did not realize the black cat. All the cats have little smiley faces, but the black cat is a grumpy cat. He has a very, very downward facing smile. It's very funny. I had not noticed that until I was looking through it with the macro lens, but yeah, cats are funny. I went with it. It's not perfect, but it's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's strange. <laughs> it's almost absurd. <laughs> I would say it's absurd. <laughs> absurd is good. I'll take absurd. I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, yeah take that as a compliment. It's a huge compliment, actually. <laughs> but I haven't seen so many absurd toy photos. Maybe I should go for absurd. That would be a funny way to do funny to humor. There you go. Yeah. I should go for absurd because then people would actually get that I'm I'm over the edge. And then there was the third one. It's a uh, this one I had to look at twice. It's not that subtle of an image. I just want to point that out. No, it isn't. I know. But anyway, I'll tell everybody what's in the image. It's a uh, it's a image that is mostly it's two parts. There is a blue part and there is a green part and in the green part there is almost nothing it's kind of a big negative space and on the other side on the left hand side there is a balloon dog and a man with a balloon whatever machine on his back and he's kind of walking the balloon dog in the air so to walk a balloon dog you need a balloon machine and they are not walking on the the surface they're walking above the surface kind of floating in the air so so it's and it's a lot of colors it's green it's blue and the balloons are red and yellow and the balloon now well, the clown is has a green and orange and purple arm it's so much color in it it's so much vivid colors uh, as well so so it's uh, it's really almost like a child's um, party card or party image uh, and that makes it childish as well so so that makes me also read it more like a, a child's image but it's fun it's really fun it's a fun twist to it but I had to give it time to actually see it it is a, probably one of the most kaleidoscope colored images I've probably ever created. I don't think it gets any brighter or intense, that blue, and then with the orange and the green and the so bright. It's just, it's kind of funny. But it, it was a, it's an image created because it's just so silly. This is not funny. This is just plain silly. No, it's funny. It's a funny thing that you have to have a balloon machine to actually walk a balloon dog. It's, it's funny. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you got it eventually. <laughs> Oh, that that which contraption is from the uh, Lego Batman movie, and and it comes with the Joker. And I really like the balloon part, but I never did really like the Joker. So I'm glad I finally put it to, to use by putting the the clown in there. It's fun. Yeah, and when you start to look at the image, you wonder how do he actually hold the dog when he has to hold in this balloon machine? How does he actually? connect with the dog where do the leash end up is it in the machine or under his arm or it makes me ask questions <laughs> around that i'll answer that in the second episode 
<laughs> Silly questions, but I do wonder. He's a magician. <laughs> no, he's a clown. Okay, well, as someone who walks a dog, you can get leashes that go around your waist. So maybe he has a waist okay. leash. Yeah, he could have that. And he has his tongue out. And I don't get why he has his tongue out of the mouth. Oh, that's a Lego question. No, you have decided to use that figure. You have to answer. You have to have a respond. I have to respond? Yeah, why did you use that face? Why do he why does he have this silly showing his tongue for everyone? Oh I don't know. Okay, I did I I'm gonna just confess I did not think about my figure choice. I just grabbed the clown because he was handy and I've never used him. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's a good answer. <laughs> I confess, I confess, I didn't think it through. Yeah, uh, but it's well done. It's it's a lot of color. <laughs> uh, it's a birthday card, really a birthday card. It is a birthday card, and uh, and I use it for that, and and it's um, funny and. I like it because it's a birthday card because I took it on my birthday because that's how I felt. Lighter than there that day. It was just a fun and joyous day. And this was the card that I, uh, the image I made on that day. And I'm like, huh, that'd make a good birthday card too. Yeah, because the colors makes it so vivid and you really feel alive. So there is a different emotion in that. The, the colors actually, and especially when you compare it to the cat image that has this really dim image color scale it's kind of no vivid colors at all of that image very muted i was happy with the clown one and, and how i framed it where he's in the blue on the left and then they're moving into the green i liked it i like the way that the background was framed on that one yeah it's beautiful the bouquet is really nice off my deck christina i'm learning yeah. from you yeah, that's good. <laughs> Just go outside. No, no, no one, no one understands that reference. <laughs> you have to tell. You have to give them, the, the, give the audience and some insights. Why do you say that to me? <laughs> I, I have visited Christina several times in Stockholm, and it's. I've always in, really enjoyed my visits. And the first time we went, I'm like. Okay, Christina, where are we going to go photograph? And she's like, well, we're just going to go outside. And literally, we just went outside and walked a block down to the schoolyard. And there was a great puddle and the light was perfect. And we hunkered down and took photos of the puddle. And then like, well, now where are we going? Because whenever... I take people out, I was like, oh, can we drive an hour here and we're going to go an hour there and then we're going to go do this and it takes all day. And then Christina's, oh no, we're just going to walk over here. And we just walked under a bridge and up onto these old tire tra um, railroad tracks. Literally, you can walk to any of Christina's locations that she shoots at in five minutes or less. Yes, yep. you can, always. <laughs> right outside. I only, I only change position because of where the light is and I kind of move towards where I can actually use the light. I've taken some good in images the in those locations, including the one that I call Sharing is Caring, which is the two dogs fighting over the little tiny bone. I took that on the uh, the, the 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 green box in front of your house. Yeah, but that and that's why you do it on your porch now. <laughs> now, <laughs> I, now you know you can do, do it really close to him. <laughs> you don't have to go so far. Exactly. I'm getting much better at that. 
Yeah, that's good because it's so time efficient. <laughs> and you can prepare everything inside in the kitchen and then go outside for an hour maybe and then go in again. Yep. Thank you for learning that. Oh, that's my that's my best. I thought everybody did that. <laughs> <laughs> this is coming from someone who just drove two days to uh, Utah and then two days back. So, yeah. Uh, I, I would. <laughs> that was 18 hours of driving. Yeah, that, that must be, have been amazing because I've seen some of the images and it looks really amazing. Yeah, it was, it was good. It's always fun to go and, and, and photograph on Red Rocks. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm envious, I, really, truly. <laughs> but, but I also know that when I do toy photos, I need to know where the light is. I have to come back and actually practice, practice, practice. Maybe. Anyway. You're Maybe. so funny. There's a lot um, of humor there. I, I hope you will revisit the idea of absurdity. Yeah, I, I'm, I have to. I'm... The absurd part of my photography is that I do so many images that are almost the same, even though they are not really the same. And you have to give them so much time to see the difference. And we don't live in a world where we give ourselves the time. No, we don't. Anyway, so to sum up, what is the benefits to use humor as a uh, tool for toy photography? I think it's a it's a definitely a must a, a, a tool that is helpful to have in your toolbox because people really are your audience. My audience is is looking for an escape, is looking for a chuckle in a world that feels very short on them and. I think it's also it's cathartic as as a photographer to create images that are humorous and not always serious. I think uh, it's just it's just a one one more emotion, one more way to connect both with yourself and with your audience, and and just keep it lighthearted because we are so serious as in general. It's like nah, a smile is good. A smile is really good. Is there any constraints or, or any pitfalls you actually can fall into if you do too much humor, you think? Too much humor. Is that possible? Um, I, I don't know. I wonder. That's, well, I think it's, 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 that's interesting. That's an interesting idea. I'm, I'm thinking about people's feeds in my head and which ones are, I think of are super funny all the time. And, and I'm wondering if you're too much of one thing or too or too much of if, if you focus too much on anything and it doesn't matter if it's a style or if it's an emotion or if it's a figure is if you don't occasionally mix it up, people will pigeonhole you. So if you're all about humor, I'd say occasionally do a, a serious one because that will make people stop and refresh you, reset you in their minds. Do you really think that? I'm not sure. I think I actually I'm in the opposite corner I think we prefer to know that Shelley is always this person that do these nice quotes and really vivid colored images that are kind of nice to look at sometimes funny but and sometimes thoughtful but we know where you are we don't want you to be all depressive and suddenly all humorous I don't think that 
I think we prefer to know where we have people. We do like to put them in boxes now, don't we? Yeah. So you yeah. may want to put me in a box and may not want to stay in that box. Yeah, that's that's a different part of it, that you want to recreate yourself. And you can recreate yourself by using different tools. But your audience will not always like it. Oh, that's so true. I mean, how many artists out there have caught... Uh, found themselves on the on a, a super profitable style of work and then they do it for x amount of years to the point where they just burned out and they go like i need to reinvent myself and they try to do something else and their audience just will not go with them yeah yeah i think it's a good advice to to try to balance the fun with the sadness or the fun with the seriousness or the fun with the whatever um but I think the audience or the viewers try try to find your box and put you in that box and want you to stay there. Yeah. Well, that is a that's like a, that's a conundrum as every artist has to uh, uh, has to deal with at some point, regardless of whether you're a visual artist or a writer or you're a, a musician. If you're creating something for the your audience to consume, they expect a something that whatever it is that they have identified as you they're going to expect that and if you don't deliver it you're going to be rewarded with less sales less likes uh less some less audience yeah i think so uh but i think there is a limitation with humor and maybe it shouldn't be there but many times i think we look at images or feeds or maybe like I did with your images we kind of read them fast and we make the punchline and then we go further we really don't we have a tendency not to see it as thoughtful and we don't actually reflect upon it doing humorous stuff and get the audience or the viewer to reflect upon what you actually want to say about the society or deeper issues is a fine line to actually walk and I think that's a hard one to walk as well that is taking humor to a very high level and then you get into that rarefied world of really excellent comedians that can use humor to shine a light on how completely crazy our world is and that's that's so hard to do yeah and but I think if you want to do it as an artist, you really have to work out a thorough style that is edgy and really tell a story around. I think about James' image uh, in the last podcast we did around recreating, and he did this image of Leia, like Merlin Monroe. And that had an, it was funny. To be honest, it was a funny image, but but it also had that edge of talking about how do we actually portray women in in the public eye. Yes, and especially that woman. Both of those women were both objectified by men, still are. So even though they they were real people, complex, multifaceted, uh, but most people only see them through one lens. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and 
I think that's an interesting edge to walk on. But I'll, I'll try the, the absurdity. I think absurd is something for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel that this podcast has been a success if we've gotten Christina to reconsider humor in her photography. Yeah, me too. And I'm really glad that you joined me and we could do this together. And um, I'll say thank you for tonight and we'll join up for another episode soon. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. It was a good conversation, Christina. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Shelley. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. You can find new episodes of this podcast and daily articles on creativity and toy photography on our website, toyphotographers.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also ask that you please leave us a five-star review. That'll help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers and on Instagram at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. Music for this week's episode is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org. And finally, you can reach out to us with comments, concerns, recommendations, etc. at toyphotographypod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next week.